0: So let's bring in our next guest to help us break down this market action, and that's Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Welcome back to the show, Scott.
1: Hey, Tom. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm not doing as well as the equity markets this week, Scott. We're seeing a little bit of a break from this downturn. Uh, Bear market rally, perhaps. I'm not sure. But we're starting to get some really decent earnings i know the bar has been lowered scott as far as earnings estimates goes over the last several months but what's your uh, what's your take here on the equity moves and is this rally uh sustainable or just a bear market bounce
1: you know i think you have to be very cautiously optimistic yeah these numbers have been good so far but i think what, what it really comes down to tom is still the fed it's still interest rates where are we going to be November second, I think, is is the next Fed meeting. Is it seventy-five again? And then what happens, right? What what is the landscape moving forward? The market seems to be accepting of the of another big rate hike, like 75 basis points. But where are we going from here? So it's great to see earnings like this. It's great to be able to see, you know, major companies, especially the the banks and a, a company like Johnson and Johnson this morning shrug this off but I think we've got to be overly cautious still, you know, we've got a VIX still sitting around 30, not really budging. It didn't break out to the upside. We know that, but it's not really breaking down on the downside either. So, you know, I look at this and, and, you know, unfortunately I'm a little bit cautious.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people in the markets are cautious here, Scott. Uh, you and I have been doing this for a long time, so you know these uh, you know bear market rallies can be extended, right, and cause some pain if you're bearish yep. on the markets at this point. Uh, but when you look at that momentum, that could you know cause markets to continue to move higher. I had Tom Alexander on earlier. He looked at the 3,800 level in the S&P 500 as an area of resistance that we could rally up to that level. Uh, and you should be, probably be prepared, right, because it seems like investors, all the time we have a bear market like this, they want to get in, they want to try to pick that bottom, they don't want to miss the bottom, but then they forget about the long term and what's going on right. in a macro environment, right?
1: No, no doubt about it, and there's so much money on the sidelines, Tom, people, right. as you just said, waiting to get in to pick that bottom, which is never going to happen. And so then what you see is, you know, a a mad rush to get in. But typically in a bear market rally, when we see that happen, though, that can kind of signal the top of that, you know, particular rally.
0: Yeah, and uh, Scott, I wanted to kind of hit on the dollar impact, Uh, you know, rising a dollar over the last year or so, just off of 20-year highs, it's negatively impacted a lot of what's going on in the equity market at this point. We're getting a little bit of a break uh, this week so far in that rising dollar. Is that also a trigger that could help equity markets here moving forward? Because if we get a continued or sustained pullback in the U.S. dollar, it would probably be a little bit beneficial, especially to those tech names.
1: Oh, no, no doubt about it. It, it. It's all about rates and the dollar. And, you know, look, look at yesterday. You know, there was some, some news, obviously, that came out of the U.K. with, with a reversal there. So the sterling and, and the euro gained a little against the dollar. And... We didn't see the dollar down a ton yesterday, big market rally. Again, this morning, we're seeing the dollar not so much on the downside. It is you know a couple ticks to the downside, but not higher. So the market has reacted for the last three months, six months, to rates in the dollar. And if we see a stabilization of rates, a stabilization of, of the dollar, I'm not even saying that the dollar has to retreat so far from here, Tom. I'm saying, again, just like rates, if... If we can see that okay, maybe the dollar rally has popped out, yeah then that's a very, very big positive for the market for the equity markets.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, break in that uh, greenback. Now one of the things that I, I'm so concerned about Scott moving into earnings the thick of earnings season over the next you know several weeks is going to be that FX impact. It seems like a lot of companies they don't kind of ignore they kind of ignore the dollar when it's helping them. Uh, and then they ignore it also when it's hurting them at this point because they go, oh, well, our earnings would be this in constant currency, but that doesn't matter but, because the, the FX right. impact is still there. But we're gonna, we're gonna get some more clarity on that uh, moving forward in earnings season. Crude oil here, Scott, we're seeing a break there. That's helpful for the Fed. And now I hear, I'm hearing Rumors and uh, some speculation that the White House might be coming out with something where they're going to release more from the strategic oil preserve, reserve. Reserve, I, I, I don't get this at all, Scott. I get, I get the setup, but uh, before the midterms, but it seems like they really, the administration's really working on getting crude oil prices down.
1: We, we should probably discuss that offline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't understand it either. But what I saw was a, a 10 to 15 million. Barrel, you know, release. What what is that going to do? Seriously, what what is that going to do for the overall marketplace? That's that's nothing when you you know consider how much oil we consume. Um, But I think what what you're seeing here is a little bit of a pause, maybe because of the the numbers coming out of China and them delaying some of their numbers and and their demand slowing down. You know, they're the biggest importers of oil in the entire world, and and those numbers are slowing down a little bit. We're going to get some oil. Inventory numbers, I believe, later today, but I don't think you can count it out yet, Tom. I, I, I just don't. I, I still think that there is a massive, massive um, demand, e- even with demand slowing, or and maybe it's not the massive demand; it's the short shortage of supply. So I think oil here in the mid to lower 80s. I think that's a bottom. Unfortunately, I mean, I trust me. I'd love to see prices at the pump come down further, like everybody else, but. You know, you see oil on on a little bit of a retreat like this. I, I think you have to buy into it. I really do.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's happened repeatedly. We were just over ninety bucks a barrel uh, last week. Uh, now starting to get a little bit of break, based on the fact that they're expecting demand to fall here a little bit. Uh, but then you have the OPEC plus cutting production. Yep. They seem like they're going to stand firm and stand pat with that. So uh, definitely a volatile market. Yields, Scott, we're you know everybody's kind of forgetting about yields. The dollar fell yesterday, that helped stocks. Uh, You know, yields were actually down in the morning yesterday, then rallied back.
1: And then Uh, rallied back.
0: Yeah, the 10-year's at 4%, and everybody's kind of ignoring it at this point. Um, Where do you see yields going from here? Because it seems like if we fail at this 4.1% on the 10-year again, it just kind of confirms that maybe we've seen a near-term top, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think the trajectory still is a little bit higher, but that has slowed. So we want to look for some tops there also, which, again, I, that's really going to come down to what is the Fed going to do on November 2nd? Not in terms of 75 basis points or whatever, but what is then the terminal rate or what is their projected projection going out first quarter? So maybe we have come to that to that time where we're going to start seeing those rate hikes slowing down. So if we do see another rejection, like you just said, around 4.10 or so on the the 10-year, maybe that is signaling a top. Because yesterday, with with seeing those yields reverse, but the equity markets still continue to the upside, that's a dynamic that we have not seen. That is something that we have seen over the last few weeks and months, that when we've seen those yields turn, it's taken the equity markets with it, and it didn't yesterday.
0: Yeah, and Scott, I've been following uh, you know, Jeremy Siegel and uh, you know Mike Wilson out of Morgan Stanley. They've been uh, you know they've been pretty you know standard correct on uh, market moves. And I saw some commentary out of them over the last couple of days. You know I don't heed too much into that, but you know Jeremy Siegel's saying, hey, the the Fed should pull back, even though we've got uh, you know uh, inflation running rampant at this point, not even close to the two percent mandate that the Fed wants. And then you got Mike Wilson saying, hey, we could rally another 5 to 10% here in the next couple months uh, to give us a break. Do you, when you look at those predictions, and Mike Wilson's been spot on recently uh, lately out of Morgan Stanley as far as his calls go, uh, you know, they're, they're reflective of what somebody wants versus what the market's telling them. The Fed's been wrong repeatedly over the last t- several months. Uh, is this something that you take heed of here?
1: Um you know, I, I respect Jeremy Siegel a lot, and he's got you know way more uh, time in this marketplace than I do. But he is—he's one of the ultra-perma bulls. Yeah. So you—you ha- kind of have to take that maybe with a grain of salt. But the thesis of what they're saying makes a lot of sense. That you know, we many of us believe that the Fed is going to overshoot if they haven't already. So if you do take that longer-term perspective—three months, six months, nine months, whatever that is then yeah you have to take that into consideration but you know just just as just as we listen to to all of these people and all these opinions out there i think that you know you just you have to take them all with a grain of salt
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, listen to a lot and uh, figure out your plan after that. Uh, but seeing a nice rally here. Stocks are just at yep. session highs as we speak. That VIXO, Scott, still at that 30 level. Uh, is that kind of reflective of your thought here that, hey, while we might see a uh, two-day rally here, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there?
1: Absolutely. And, and what people have to remember is when we see a VIX at 30, actually 32, that's reflective of a daily two percent move of the S and P's, and we are seeing that move. So, you know, the VIX is substantiated at around a thirty. But one thing with the VIX, Tom, is we we saw an inverted VIX for quite a while, meaning that the short term futures were higher than those backdated futures. That's a state of what's called backwardation. That kind of flattened out yesterday a little bit, which which tells me also that maybe some of the imminent. Risk some of the imminent concerns about the marketplace have abated quite, quite a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll continue to watch that, see if it can break this 30 level uh, at this point and see if this rally can get extended. All right. Great stuff. As always, Scott, have a good day. You too, Tom. All right. That's Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, helping us break down
1: markets.